Well, if you would, let's open up our Bibles to um, Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And if you're looking for page number, that's page 500. How about that? Page 500 in your pew Bible there. Good. Well, when I was a boy and I was complaining to my mother about something, she would sometimes send me to my room with an assignment. Think about all that you should be thankful for, she would command me. There were times when I actually thought about what I should be grateful for, but many times I devoted my time to more selfish thoughts, like how I could really up my game if I just got that new skateboard. Thankfulness says a lot about us. Are we genuinely thankful people, especially when it comes to God's grace towards us? Psalm 100, a psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the word of God. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. If we want to know God, if we want to know his will, then we must know his way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your your word towards us. We thank you that you have shown us the way. We're thankful that in this time this morning, we were able to look at your holy scripture, songs sung by your people, um, giving you praise and glory, for you are worthy of it. Help us to think more uh, this morning about what it means uh, to be full of joy and gratitude. Um, And you are worthy of all that, we pray. Amen. One of my favorite cartoons characters, uh, cartoon characters growing up were from A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh. Um, Perhaps they're some of your favorites as well. Winnie the Pooh and his friends had uh, really intriguing characters. There's Tigger, right, whose constant energy and enthusiasm, it's an invigorating thing to watch, but you're kind of left wondering if he sadly has a a Pollyannish view of the world, for for nothing seems to ever be able to put him in a sad mood. Then on the other end of the spectrum, there's Eeyore, right, the old gray donkey, whereas Tigger's enthusiasm doesn't seem rooted in any facts. Eeyore's pessimism knows no end. Once Piglet cheerfully greeted him, Good morning. Eeyore responded, Well, I suppose it is for some. This Thanksgiving weekend, it is good for us to examine ourselves. Do we, like Tigger, make light of life's hardships? Do we seek fun experiences in order to mask godly sorrow over the brokenness of this world or over our own sin. Black Friday and Cyber Monday are are great at masking the trials of life. Or maybe you're more like Eeyore, sullen and complaining, always finding faults somewhere, always expecting misfortune around every corner. Which brings me back to Piglet. He neither lives in the seeming oblivion of life's trials like Tigger, nor do life's trials seem to, they don't seem to elicit deep morosity 
like you see in Eeyore. I think one statement by Milne concerning Piglet describes his outlook on life. He says, Piglet noticed that even though he had a very small heart, it could hold a rather large amount of gratitude. Oh, that we should be like Piglet. No matter how big or little our hearts today, Psalm 100 flips the switch in our hearts and causes us to be a people who overflow with thankfulness. The big idea here for us to ponder this morning is this. Because of who God is for us, living with thanksgiving is our way of life. We're going to divide our time into two headings this morning. First, the facts, then the feelings. Verse 1, 2, and 4 describe the feelings that we are to express because of who God is for us. And verses 3 and 5 describe the facts that help us produce these feelings. We're going to take them in reverse order. First, we're going to look at the facts, then the feelings. Facts dictate our feelings, not the other way around. Feelings may change. They will let us down if, if that's all we have. But Christians don't live without facts that drive our feelings. The great 20th century thinker Francis Schaeffer said that Christianity is true truth. When you drill down to the rock bottom of the universe, what you find is the truth of who God is, um, what he says and what he does. We see the facts that are to generate the feelings of thankfulness in verses 3 and 5. And in verse 3, um, begins with the words, no. Derek Kidner writes, to know is to have firm ground underfoot. It's the prerequisite of praise. And so what are we to know? We are to know two things. First, in verse 3, we are to know that the Lord is God. And in verse 5, we are to know that the Lord is good. So the first fact we are to know is that the Lord is God. Verse 3 says, know that the Lord, he is God. Now remember, when you read the word Lord in all caps, it's the a Hebrew word being translated there. It's God's revealed name to his people. His name is Yahweh. When Moses asked God who he should tell his people, he sent him in order to rescue them out of Egypt. God said, tell them, I am sent you. And then he gives him his name, Yahweh. Yahweh is based on the, the Hebrew verb to be. My name is Yahweh. I am the God who is. I am the self-existing God. The psalmist is saying, know that the God who gave you his name, Yahweh, is Lord, and he is God. The only God who exists just happens to be the God who gave you his name. Because he has pledged to you his eternal covenant love. The only God who is, is your God. What a comforting thought to ponder this morning. Adding to that, the psalmist elaborates what it means to have Yahweh as your God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. This illuminates blessing upon blessing to us today. Listen, we are the Lord. He made us, right? Uh, we are his, and, and he made us to be his people. We should let that sink in. Our lives are the product of God's glorious design. He has made us. And if that's true, why do we 
need to incessantly look at the clothes we wear or the homes that we live in or the cars that we drive or, or the bank accounts that we stuff? Why do we look at those facts and allow them to drive our feelings? They can never generate the joy and the gratitude that comes from meditating upon the fact that the God of the universe made us and he calls us his people. And did you catch the fact that, that the Lord is our shepherd? This is highly relational language. The Lord didn't just make us. He wants us. He wants us to be his. He delights in all who know him as Lord. We know this is true. Why? Because, because this very same God sent his very own son to be our great shepherd. As Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Listen, Christian, the Lord is not a distant God. He is in the field with us. He shepherds us. This imagery shows God's loving care. He leads, he protects, he disciplines, he guides. On this earth, which is full of hardship and heartache around every corner, we are to know that we are not left to ourselves. We are under the care of the watchful shepherd. That's the summary of verse 3. We are to know that the Lord is God. Verse 5 presents another fact for us to know. We are to know that the Lord is good. Now, it should be convicting to us today um, to think about the fact that we actually need to defend God's goodness in this world, but it's true. And think this through also. Anything truly good in this world has as its source God himself. In a few moments, actually, at the end of our service, we're going to sing the doxology beat, which begins, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Everything good has as its source God. And yet, for some reason, we focus on good things on earth instead of the ultimate good who is God himself in heaven. And let me ask you, do you see this tendency in your own life? To base your ability to be grateful upon what good things you have on earth? I know I do. Thankfully, the psalmist redirect, redirects our gaze so that our ability to be grateful is based upon things in heaven. Things such as what? Well, verse 5. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. The Lord is good in that his steadfast love endures forever. The Hebrew word translated steadfast love is a Hebrew word hesed. Hesed is a kind of a hard word to define because it, it's so rich with meaning. Uh, the translators of the King James Version way back when created a totally new English word just to translate it, the, the word loving kindness. Hesed is a loyal love. It's, it, it is steadfast. Why? Because God's love is a love that puts up with a lot. Steadfast love is most often used to describe God's relationship with his covenant people. Here the psalmist helps us to sing of the fact that God's steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Listen, God's steadfast love extends to all generations. He, he never skips a generation, right? 
And here's what this psalmist wants us to do. At least I think this is what he wants us to do. He wants us to see that we fit in, right? We here at Grace Church are one of the Lord's generations upon which he has shown steadfast love, uh, a patient, put up with our foolishness and sinfulness kind of love, has he not? And guess what? There will be more generations to come, which means that when you die in the Lord, you will continue to experience his steadfast love forever and ever. So these are the facts this morning. The Lord is God and the Lord is good. In his steadfast love for sinners like us, God has pursued us as the good shepherd, and we have been brought into his covenant people, the church. Our Lord is God and our Lord is good. Can you see how knowing these facts and delighting in these facts causes our hearts to be filled with gratitude? Oh, that we would daily meditate upon these facts. Those are the facts. Now for the feelings. Because of the facts concerning who God is, living with thanksgiving is to be our way of life. You see, when, when it comes to gratitude, we can either fake it or truly feel it. Think of it. Think of all the times when you've said thank you, just kind of out of formality. Like you weren't really genuinely grateful. You just, yeah, thank you. You know, maybe think of when you're eating out or something. Somebody offers you a seat on the bus. Yeah, thank you. If at Christmas time you give a 10-year-old boy five pairs of tidy whiteies, he may need them, but he won't be grateful for the gift. But even if you give him what he really desires, say a Madden NFL 22 video game, the child may still not express genuine gratitude. Why? He may walk away thinking only of how much better off he is than his neighborhood friend who only has Madden 2018. See, the child delights in getting the gift, but he's still ungrateful, an ungrateful child, because his delight is not where? In the giver. So gratitude is more than just delighting in a gift. It's a feeling directed towards a person for giving you something good. And for us this morning, the, the greatest feeling of gratitude that we can have is to be directed at our Lord, who, who, whose good is beyond comparison. He's given us multitudes of gifts which should make us joyful. Verses 1, 2, and 4, the congregation bursts forth in vocalize, singing, praising, blessing towards God, the giver of all good gifts. Verse 1, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, right? Verse 2, come into his presence with singing. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. There's two things that I want us to kind of grasp in, in, in this point. The first is this aspect of feeling thankfulness, of feeling grateful. Listen, it's not complete until we vocalize it. Think about it. When you're genuinely thankful for something, you'll have an uncontrolled urge to tell somebody about it. You, you've got to read this book, right? You've got to see this movie. I mean, you've got to go to this restaurant. You know, we had roughly 20 people at our uh, home this past week for Thanksgiving, and uh, the food was fabulous, so was the company. Uh, but the people 
couldn't stop expressing out loud how good everything was, you know? It was like the potatoes, the green beans, the turkeys, the pie, you know? Um, there was so much making of a joyful noise around the table that you would have thought everyone had been eating prison food the last year. Listen, our gratitude is not complete. Can you ponder that? Our gratitude is not complete until we express our delight, until we vocalize it. That's the point that C.S. Lewis makes. Uh, he discusses it in his book, Reflections on the Psalms. It's kind of a long quote, but, but listen in. He writes this. I think we delight to praise what we enjoy because the praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. It is its appointed consummation. It is not out of compliment that lovers keep on telling one another how beautiful they are. The delight is incomplete till it is expressed. It is frustrating to have discovered a new author and not be able to tell anyone how good he is or to come suddenly at the turn of the road upon some mountain valley of unexpected grandeur and then to have to keep silent because the people you're with care for it no more than for a tin can in the ditch. To hear a joke and find no one to share it with. And he goes on to say, the catechism says that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. But we shall then know that these are the same thing. Fully to enjoy is to glorify. And commanding us to glorify him, God is inviting us to enjoy him, end quote. And so when we, when we give thanks, when we vocalize it, we complete the joy. Does that make sense? The second aspect of the feeling of thankfulness is that, is that we draw near to the one that we thank. You know, you're free every day of the week to shout praises to God all alone in your shower or in your car or in your home. You're free to do that yourself. Uh, but the people of God, Grace Church, we get to gather here each Sunday, and we get to do that collectively. And do you know that the psalms and the hymns, are, they're specially chosen. We just don't sing any old song wheels on the bus, and we don't do that. What are the three criteria for suitable worship songs at Grace Church? These are the three main criteria. First, rich theology. The, the words clearly magnify God's grace and who we are as God's people. The second is a pleasant melody, right? You've got to be able to tap your toe to it somehow, some way. And then three is it's, it's singable by the congregation. You know, some songs meet the first two, but they're really best sung alone in the car. All this to say, we gather as God's people and we enter, we enter into his courts with gladness. We sing of his steadfast love towards us. And if we're honest with ourselves, none of us here are who we know we should be, let alone who God wants us to be. And yet by God's grace, God welcomes us into his presence in verse 2, and into his gates and his courts in verse 4. My friends, this is, this is temple language. The temple in the Old Testament was the place where God came down to dwell with his people so that we could draw near with gratitude and thankfulness. There was three successively off-limit gates to the temple. 
the last one of which had this thick, really, really thick curtain that hung from the ceiling to the floor. It separated the Holy of Holies, the most holy place in the temple. It was the inner room where the Ark of the Covenant was and where God made his presence above the Ark. The high priest was only able to enter into there once a year on the Day of Atonement. In order to enter, he had to offer a sacrifice for his own sin first before he could enter in and draw near to God's presence. What we read in the gospel, ponder this, is that when Jesus died on the cross, what took place? The gospels tell us that that the temple, in the temple, that curtain that divided God and his people was torn top to bottom. Notice it was top to bottom as if it was torn by God from heaven to earth. It wasn't torn by humans from the bottom to the top. Jesus, in dying for the sins of God's people, he has made for us an eternal acceptance into God's presence. God has opened up a way for us. And even when we fail, this is what's so wonderful about the gospel, even when we give in to temptation, God's steadfast love endures forever. Steadfast love puts up with a lot. And so listen, to the degree to which, listen, this is like the big, big thought here. To the degree to which you see the truth of the gospel, God's mercy and grace towards you in Christ, is to the same degree to which your feelings of thanksgiving will arise in your heart. The more you comprehend God and his grace, the more grateful you will be. Now, if you're like me, and your thankfulness towards God doesn't stack up as high as God's grace towards us, then here's what we can do. First, meditate upon the greatness and the goodness of God. Second, meditate upon how unworthy we are and how easily we look for God's substitutes in order to make us happy. And then, of course, repent again, come back to the cross, see the cross afresh as God's grand gift to us. And then, follow the facts and let them turn into feelings and allow the feelings to find their voice. Grace Presbyterian Church, because of who God is for us, living with thanksgiving is our way of life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are our Lord. You are Yahweh. You are God. Um, And you are good. Your goodness overflows to us. Oh, how we confess how easily we are distracted. There was a Ferrari in our parking lot today, and I found myself looking at that. (laughs) Oh, how much more thankful we are that you, Heavenly Father, um, are in our midst. You draw us near to you. You shepherd us. You care for us. There's nothing on earth that can compare. Now allow this by the Holy Spirit to give us joy. Help us to be thankful people. May our thankfulness be rooted in you. And may we give it a voice, we pray. Amen.